Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may happen to be right around the globe. You've actually landed on Planet Henry and Friends Live, broadcasting to you right around the world. And then, of course, available on podcast on demand on our Henry and Friends Live YouTube channel and also now on iTunes and Google Podcasts, Henry and Friends Live. Well, let me tell you, we are so excited to have you on board. We always love our audience. And if you are a returning visitor to our podcast, we absolutely welcome you. And if this is your first time on Henry and Friends Live podcast, we are thrilled. As always, we recommend that you pull up a sofa, you grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee, and if it's age and time appropriate, a gorgeous cappuccino martini, if that's your thing, sit back and relax, because I have to tell you, we are going on really some kind of amazing uh, journey here today with you all. Um, it's really interesting to prepare our topics, and we've been doing so all week long, looking at actually what's going to be happening in 2022, and why did we start talking about that now? Well, I think it's a good time to project into the future, obviously. But I think even more importantly, can you believe it? By the end of this month, we're going to be looking fair and square at eight weeks to go before the end of 2021. And our show likes to be trending in its own right. So I thought, why don't we grab the topic before everybody forecasts and we can make our own predictions and look back at it over the last eight weeks when we do it and actually determine um, how accurate we actually were. Um, in a few minutes, we are going to introduce a fun-filled panel live from Miami, from Melbourne, and from Sydney. And you know what we do now? Buckle up, enjoy this ride, because here we come, Henry and Friends live, and in 15 seconds back, we're going to be doing an intro. Enjoy. <music> Wherever you are on this globe, welcome across the world. This is Henry and Friends Live. I'm your host, Henry Samuel Weinreich. And don't forget, um, all our shows are available, the whole entire catalogue, on Henry and Friends Live YouTube. Um, so you can catch up on all the shows that you did not necessarily see or hear um, before today. And let me tell you some Bobby Dazzlers. However, this morning or afternoon or evening, wherever you may be, we have gathered together some extraordinary uh, women in different industries, in communications, in fashion, in housing advocacy, uh, to pose quite a few questions about what's trending and what we can see in the future in 2022. So what better way to do that than actually do our little 23-second introduction to each and every one, Hannah Littman in Miami, Lucy Larita in Melbourne, and... Balanergy in Sydney, Australia, as we just do our little intro, and we'll be back in 23 seconds. You're watching Henry and Friends Live right around the globe.
we're going to introduce right now, direct from Miami, Florida, the fabulous Hannah Littman. How are you, Hannah? Hello, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Excellent. How are you enjoying your weekend so far? Ah, it's been fantastic. So you're doing what, 90 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 30 degrees Celsius? Yes. <laughs> are you ready for the hot topics today? I am. A I communication. Am. I Miami. Well, we know you're going to, have, that's right. We know that um, you're going to be adding your communications strategy hat on marketing, public relations. You've worked with some of the biggest in the industry. Let me bring on now Lucy Larita. Good morning, Lucy. Good morning, Henry and Hannah. How are you both? Uh, how are you doing, Hannah? You're doing well. Lucy, how are you doing? Great. Excited to, can... be, to be on, sharing oh, some insights, some some of my opinions, I guess. Well, we've had a lot of reading to do, all of us, so um, I don't want to delay too much, but I am going to bring in Ms. Balana G in Sydney, my hometown. Balana, good morning. How are you? Good morning, good morning, Henry, Hannah, Lucy, and the audience, everybody watching on Henry and Friends Live. Glad to be here. Well, I want to actually do a little bit of a teaser because um, through the week, and especially now as we were in our green room preparing for this show, um, we're going to do the traditional half an hour. So we're going to be doing our 15 minutes, a break, and then 15 minutes, and we're going to be bringing up some amazing topics. And I'll just tell you exactly what we're going to be talking about right now. We're going to be talking about ABBA, the avatars, and this new generation of concerts where actually digital um, images take over from human beings. We're going to talk about fashion coming up. Is gender binary over? We've seen so many people walking down the runway, men in women's clothing, women in men's clothing. Is there such a thing as men's or women's clothing? That's one of our questions. And the changing face of Facebook. The new name of the company is called Meta. And I don't know if you've opened up your Facebook and seen that changing name because it's been flashing everywhere. So um, without any further ado, I would like to actually start probably with Balana. If you uh, would like to start off the conversation, Balana, um, the avatars, right? So we've talked about how avatars just done the new album called Voyage. And basically what they're doing is next year, May 2022 in London, they're actually going to be doing this whole stage performance. 160 cameras have created a digital concert. Are we going just a little bit to computer? What's your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are congratulations because it's all about money, money, money. <laughs> That's what it's about. And it's to make it so relevant. I mean, this is where the age and the transition of concerts have come. In uh, the world of lockdown, we weren't able to perform. And as a performer myself, my other hat, um, there is always looking for other mechanisms. The concern I have is that there's a vibe when, you, when you're live and you get to see the performer in real life. There's a huge, like, live uh, vibe about it that's just buzzing. So I don't know whether they'll get the same buzz. What do you think, Lucy? I'm quite excited about it. I mean, I'm an AVA fan, um, you know, like grew up with them. This is taking us back to 1979. Um, it's, I think, come at the right time um, for, and it's also showing that reconnection after 40 years of them not not wanting to be back together and that, you know, never say never. And also long the longevity of it all, you know, is this where we're heading? Are we going to have our own personal avatars one day? 
What do you think? We've lost Henry, I think. Hannah, what do you think? I see what you're saying, Lucy. My thing is, look, I, it, it may be generational. I, I was born when ABBA was no longer um, performing live. And I know that a lot of people have been wanting to see them again. Um, and we've had Mamma Mia and their music is ageless and timeless and joyful. I just, I, I tend to agree with you, Balana, is I, why would I pay the money to go and see, you know, this reunion if they're not actually reuniting in person? I, I have to say that I'm- I agree. You agree? So we've got a bit of a mixed panel here, but I think the, the, the bottom line is, it's kind of the future. Um, I don't know Helena and Hannah and Balana whether we can actually stop the uh, stop the yeah no no um, looks like Benefer. Um I, I wonder if we can actually stop the progress for you, Lucy, and your kids. Um, how do you think they'd look upon that? Uh, would they detach from it? You said it's connecting things, so is it? Well, I see it as a connection in terms of the band getting together in their way, and it's it's a way of the future. I, I see it as we can't stop that. You know, it's. I really hope it's forward. not the way of the future that we can't see the legends of our lives live. I mean, that's what you're paying the money for versus listening to the record or, you know. But you're still getting a show. You're still getting a, an amazing show that they've put a lot of work and, you know, effort into creating something new. That's true. Yeah, That's true. yeah I do get that. It's a, it's a new type show, but why would I go there physically? You know, when, when I can just, I should be able to just get on my screen and stream and get on and, and look at it. And I guess that that would, that would be great. I've never actually seen something like this before. Okay, so obviously that's these are going to be the kind of conversations that come into 2022. And by the way, they're going to be doing it globally, which is really, really interesting. Um, I've got a new one uh, for all of us, uh, the next topic that I would like to bring on. And I'd like to bring that on with Ms. Hannah Littman in Miami, um, who is British. And there's a lot of stuff going on, of course, all around the world. But London often leads the way in fashion, in social consciousness, in so many things. Uh, there was a Guardian article, which I found really interesting, on consumption capping. Now, Ab Fab's Joanna Lumley, and who hasn't watched Ab Fab, and if you're too young, go back and watch it, uh, proposes a return to wartime rationing, Hannah. Uh, shoppers will be issued with government coupons for food, for travel, and it's an, a response to urgent planet health call to action. Your thoughts, please. I think this is such an important topic, and I'm so glad that so many um, thought leaders are weighing in on this. Um, I don't know whether a rationing program is the way forward, but I, we're all aware that consumption of meat down to the way we travel, down to everything that we're doing is affecting the planet. Um, so I don't know what the real solution is. Um, I'm, I'm inclined to think that people would boycott such a movement in 2021, 22. But, you know, we have got to find solutions to this. Have we lost Henry again? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. You know what? 
this is a dream come true, losing me. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, my sisters would actually want to know the trick on how to do that. But, um, <laughs> Elna, my question to you is, um, you're a property advocate, you're, you're about social enterprise. How viable would it be for Joanna Lumley's projected idea for 2022 that we start doing food rationing, travel rationing, it's called consumption capping, all with regard to this insulate, um, you know, Britain and the world against what's happening with the warming and the sustainability issues of the planet. What are yours? What's your take on it? Well, my issue is that uh, whilst it's, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction because we're not really looking at the core systems that are in place that is producing these so-called rationing requirements, and that is big companies. Uh, big companies are using the most energy. Big companies are not being sustainable, and we have COP26 coming up, uh, which our Pacific Islanders are really forward-thinking about how we can um, save the, save the world and also in doing so the economy. We've got farmers who have had to throw out produce because nobody can transport that produce. Um, and I think just rationing is just not the true answer to a long-term um, way of living. And, you know, the elite needs to do it too. It's not just, you know, be the poor and, you know, see what the elite can do. Well, absolutely. I mean, both you, Hannah, and we all ladies, all three ladies have children, obviously. Um, Lucy, um, do you think that's too radical to start already, you know, implementing consumption capping? What do you think? Look, I think we all need to uh, do our part in addressing climate change and the issues that we're facing and where are we heading? Um, con consumption capping is a very difficult one to do. I don't know how that would be implemented in, you know, 20, I don't, I, it, it, how would we implement that with, you know, thinking about how we would go about our rights and things like that. But where's the balance? How do we well, find the balance? I think that it's... Uh, I have I to think admit, sorry, yes. sorry, Jimmy. I have to admit, the ration capping with toilet paper in Australia worked. <laughs> so let me just... That was you didn't have a cap. To ration that you don't take a couple of big boxes of toilet paper. <laughs> so maybe Actually, that that's interesting. That's actually a really interesting point because perhaps the, the, the whole question should be when it really comes down to it, we can do rationing if we have to. Um, and the question is, should we be doing it now? What do you think, Hannah? I mean, Balna raised a really great point because we waste so much in this modern times. I mean, you know, especially like the toilet paper, we just hoard it. We, we go into panic mode um, and, it, and it is, a, I think, a bit of a class issue. But I don't know what the solution is. I really don't. I think if you start imposing more restrictions on people, then you're going to see a backlash. And I don't know how negative that backlash would be. So, yeah. you know, it's, not, it's not 1950 anymore. We're in 2022. And we have social media and I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I think the thing is that um, perhaps um, I'm going to um, 
you know, lean a little bit to my right, your left, everybody viewing, and that is with regard to Bell and I, I think that's a really good point. You know, when we're going to actually have to, the question's now coming up time and time again, um, will it be too late? I do believe, however, that the way technology works and maybe we're too smart for ourselves and we actually will in the last minute ration because we know it's going to be absolutely essential. Um, I'm going to be back with all my uh, fantastic guests live from Miami right around the world. Just to remind you, this is Henry and Friends Live. Thank you so much for viewing in. We've got Halloween evening uh, in New York City from Robert Pulaski, who's our travel correspondent. Jane Marshall, who's been um, a fantastic uh, inspiration for the show, um, is saying hello in Melbourne. We've got Kat saying hello in Melbourne. Uh, we've got Lucy um, saying hello in Melbourne as well. It's Melbourne-centric at the moment. Melbourne's coming out of its shell after so much um, repression um, and just all of us wanting to have freedom. Now, talking about freedom, how much anxiety do we all experience right here and right now? Look, even Astro Boy is putting his hands up. That's three of us. Um, it's going to be a really, really interesting show next weekend because we've got the formidable, the fabulous Dr. David, a psychiatrist, you'll be really pulling up your sofa because he next weekend is going to be talking about how to beat anxiety. Let's have a little problem. Yes, we're back, Lucy. <laughs> it's I'm like, back. It's, it's amazing. This is a really interesting conversation. I know that you were very, very excited um, to sort of get going on this. And this was actually a really interesting one that I'm going to pull up because you're in fashion and I'm just getting uh, the interesting one here. And that basically is, if I can have it, see it. Yes. Let me see it here. This was what it, this was what the banner was, Lucy, and that was uh, from Forbes and Vanity Fair. The actual fact, moving forward, um, you know, gender is just absolutely gone by the by. So, in other words, this spring 2022 runway in New York City um, had people, people, whatever their identity is, wearing women's clothing, when men wearing women's clothing. Do you see an end to binary? Um, definitions and how much do you think um, that's going to impact on you being a person who's in fashion design? What are your thoughts? Um, I definitely see it as the way forward. Uh, we have seen, we're seeing unisex fashion through the decades, like 1980s, we saw heaps of it, but it was a different time. It was like about consumerism. So, um, and we introduction of mass production and um, all of that and fast fashion. Now the trend is um, pushed uh, in a different way. Um, we are socially conscious of, um, you know, a sustainability and stuff like that. So I think um, there's that influence as well as, you know, gender fluidity. So um, there's a few factors um, pushing the trend. Um, but, yeah, I, I see it as this will be the way forward. Um, in terms of what I do, I specialise in gowns. So um, You're open not, to any gender, right? Open to every gender. 
Um, I know, Ballina, that you've had, and I've been involved with you, um, with regard to uh, the transgender community, uh, the transsexual community. Um, so I know you're a real advocate for that, an ambassador for that. Um, did binary definitions exist in your mind to start with? Um, culturally, it's always been there. I mean, we had men in sarong, but let me tell you, they are sexy. So, you know, <laughs> I know. Sure in the UK has got like, a kilt. Come on. Um, now it's just really about your expression and your style and your authenticity about it. And it must be hard as a designer because you have to cater for these wide arrays of um, expressions, so to speak. And I think it's wonderful. I've got men, I mean, it's a normal night night out, guy in a dress, you know. So, well, <laughs> and, I, I, and sometimes I, I, they look too fabulous. And I'm like, hello, where did you get that? Because I want it. So, Hannah, I think you have, thanks, Bellina. You have Hannah, how many children and what are their sexes? Two, a boy and a girl. Right. What would happen if yours, hypothetically, uh, your son, you're very um, libertarian, I would imagine. Um, what would happen if, in fact, that those fashion trends would come home into your actual living room and there would be a reverse, a flip um, of what we would consider to be normal, you know, wear? What would you think? What would you think I don't know how it is in Melbourne and Sydney, but I, there's so much um, angst I have about raising children in this, in the, you know, the, the 21st century with social media and all those other things. But I would say a beautiful thing is how accepting my kids are. They have transgender friends, um, you know, kids coming, girls coming to school who think that they might want to um, identify as male and vice versa. And my kids don't have a problem with it. Whereas when I was at school, I was bullied for having an American mother and being Jewish. So, you know, how beautiful is it that I, with all the problems of raising children in this day and age, that I do feel some kind of peace that they, they can be themselves and they can be authentic. I think that's beautiful. Uh, I think it's interesting because I think it's actually what we're all saying here. There's a normalization. And, um, you know, regardless of how it hits our home, I think we're all saying that regardless of what's coming our way, um, we've all become so much broader and we've all become, you know, such more, so much more realistic um, to what's coming ahead. Um, these are some really great topics um, that I think we're all enjoying. And Balana, I'm going to uh, ask you the next question. We've got literally, can you believe it, eight minutes to go. Um, I am going to do a little a primo, a little a bit of something for all of those people that are watching us. Um, we're going to be actually extending this show for about 10 minutes, and I'll tell you why. Um, we have some goss for all of you. Um, we have Hannah Littman in Miami, who's gone on her very first date after seven years. We have Lucy Larita, who after years has just done this new bob, which is revolutionary. And, <coughs> excuse me, Ms. Ballina G in Sydney that spoke to us just uh, as we were coming on to air about the heels of the height of her high heels. So we're going to be spending another five minutes uh, just having a little goss. If you want to join us, you're very, very welcome. Uh, but now back to uh, Belle and I. I want to just do the next uh, topic, which is really interesting. Now, this is about space and this is about uh, commercial travel. So what this is, uh, Belle and I, is as follows. Um, love it or not, we are looking actually into a new space age. Rockets 
uh, private commercial travel. So we know that. But the interesting thing is, whereas before and last year alone, it was worth $366 billion in 2019, there's a space for Earth economy, right? So now what they're saying is there's going to be a space to space economy, which means, for example, we'll start mining on the moon. Do we not have enough to do here on planet Earth? I know. I read something about Dolly Parton, actually, who said that um, I'd still rather give books to schools um, than go, go into space. And obviously she could afford it. Um, so I, I just think, well, obviously there's a need. Companies want to go to space. There is a need for the, you know, those can afford it to go up to space. Um, at least, at least it will, it will take care of all the, I don't know, flat earth people or, you know, that the earth doesn't exist in its form or sphere. Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity. And if you can afford it, go for it. But if you can afford that much, how about you impact the world in a different way as well? So just consider that. Well, it's interesting because you, Lucy Larita, are not just a fashion designer. I mean, not just a, you are a fashion designer. Plus, you're really a crusader when it comes to into cultural mental wellness. That's one of your huge ambassadorships. So, should we actually be doing space to space mining in the in the in in the moon at the moon, or should we actually bring it a bit closer to home and just look around the block and see what's going on? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm always big on you know. We Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Lucy. Um, yes, we have to look after our own here. Um, I'm all for innovation and technology, obviously. Um, and apparently Australia is leading the way in this innovation of mining on the moon. Um, the Pilbara is already managed um, by robots. So um, and they're thinking of using that technology that's a possibility for the moon. So um, yeah. but no, I don't think we should be, um, you know, investing in that sort of travel around space. You know, uh, apparently it's $250,000 to take that tour. Um, or or should we touch be touching the moon for mining purposes? No. Anna, what are your thoughts? Your all, all of you have children. There's the future. Um, you know, somebody actually had to discover America, didn't they? And they had to discover Australia and all the other parts of the world. But of course, it all started in London. Um, but can I ask you? Can I ask you uh, your thoughts about that? You know, isn't it something that we should be advancing? Isn't it something? Again, I, again, I, I lean in with Balina. Um, you know, when Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson have the kind of money that they could spend to go up into space, but they also have the kind of money that could make such an impact on child poverty and and resources available to kids you know jeff bezos in particular he's his business started with selling books you know to that point about dolly parton what what a better impact he could have by funding education initiatives and reading initiatives in our schools before he you know i, I don't want to say anything inappropriate but you know <laughs> he's a figure and i'm going to be the first one into space so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I really um, agree with that. Um, I think it's, I think that we're probably the first time we're in unison here. And I think the thing is that if we just look in our own back garden, um, what we're seeing is um, things could be invested just down the block. Well, there was a than... report this morning about Elon Musk, and he now is the richest man on earth. And if you earned fifteen hundred dollars a week. 
for the next 150,000 years, you still wouldn't make as much money as him. God, that's so sobering, isn't it? So that's, that's, that's pretty sobering. Oh. And I find it interesting with Elon Musk um, even calling one of his companies Tesla because Tesla, you know, did so much uh, wonderful things for society like free energy and um, did technology back then that was revolutionary and was supposed to help society. So, well, it's, well, it's I, interesting. I agree because... with Donna Harris's comment just now on Facebook. So would you like to, uh, to eradicate poverty, sort out climate change and do so much more on our planet before we start going off to other ones? I, I think that um, I think that we all have to agree on that. There's just um, that that's just one. Is, that's got to be a unanimous uh, for our panel discussion. Can you believe it, ladies? We have got two minutes before we go into our special girls session, closed session where people can still listen in and talk about Hannah's first date after seven years, um, Ballina and her high heels escapade, and what made Lucy cut her hair so significantly. <laughs> uh, the, the last thing that I'd like to really bring up, um, uh, which I think is just, I don't know, I read it, I'm like, really? Uh, and I'm just going to get the topic out uh, right here, right now. And that is talking about um, Netta. Meta is the new um, umbrella company that used to be Facebook company is now called Meta. Is it better? And more importantly, what is this about? Are you cynical? Do you embrace it? What are your ladies' thoughts? Over to you first, Hannah. I mean, having worked in PR, this was just a PR scam. It, Facebook has been facing so much toxic news lately. Um, and this was just to change the conversation, frankly. I'm just out yeah. of breath. <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm actually out of breath. That was a cliffhanger because um, I just think it's so cynical. Um, who is that woman uh, that we just, Valano, uh, we did a little bit of research, ladies. Um, they just, uh, they spilt the beans, didn't they? They did this expose on Facebook and just said um, how much they actually distort, um, you know, the algorithms, Facebook, to their own embetterment. It's supposed to be a social interactive, but an actual fact. Um, there's a lot of issues with that. What was the name? We, we jotted that name down. Uh, I think her name was Frances something. Uh, Frances Halgan. Yes. Frances Halgan, so, thank you. So Lucy Larita, um, before we talk about your hairstyle, which is going to come back <laughs> in a minute, um, and other important things like that, what's your vibe? What's what's the deal? What's going on with, uh, with regard to Meta? It's publicity it's just um rebranding to um sort of uh get our minds away from the negativity look we know what facebook is about we know what all social media is about and we are putting our data out there um for a reason obviously we're agreeing to yeah. use platforms because yeah. It, it benefits us in some way, but what they're using our data for, well, you know, I we agree. have no control over that and we have no control over the positives and negatives that are coming from that. Thank you, Lucy. Ballina, we've had many a, a deep conversation. You are my neighbour down the road after all. What's your little take on Meta? Well, 
I've been in innovation uh, for many years. I mean, I remember doing mugs and, and being in hackathons. And, you know, technology can be used for good and evil, to be honest. Um, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg has been looking into this for quite some time, over a number of years. In fact, he stole this idea from Simon Squibbs, um, so Simon's not too happy. But basically, it's a platform, it's a world. We are meta, our data is meta, and how we interact with the world is our meta. So you think of ourselves as beings and atoms. Well, in the digital world, yes, the matrix, it's about, you know, bytes and binary and, and data pieces, so it's meta. Now, you can use this world as a way to open up. So people are suffering from loneliness. Um, when I was in the hackathon for... Um, you know, abusive situations, um, it allowed gaming and this whole second world um, allowed people to really open up and share and get through some of those experiences. And this is a world where they could do that with VR and AR, and I know some of the, the actual programmers. So it can be a great way to do this. The problem is we have to be careful in our own constitution, in our mind constitution and in our emotions, so that when we are in this world, we do realise that that is not reality, right? You see, it's a tool. Ladies, you see how we all get heated up when you talk about Facebook and Meta. And I'm going to have a real confession with you because on one side, it's like a cynical, you know, marketing ploy. Um, Valen can see the other side of the coin, which is, you know, it opens up our world. I'm just going to leave you this one comment and I'm going to invite you in 30 seconds to come back and let me understand what your one thing is that you'd like to take away into 2022. But honestly, and I know this might sound cynical, um, but to me it was just the takeover of the M, right? So first we have the takeover of the MC, and we know what company that is, McDonald's, and now we've got the takeover of another M, which is Meta. I'm really cynical about it. Um, I think it's actually um, trying to cast the eye of the community, of, of all of us. We have to use it. There's no other way. It's, a, it's, it's one of the largest um, corporations um, that, uh, uh, you know, supersedes governments. But to me, it's just a little bit of a um, have a look over here. Have a look. Don't, don't look there. Have a look over here. Because, you know, it, it's all part of that, I think. Um, I'm going to ask you to, uh, I'm going to invite you back in literally 30 seconds while I remind everybody for what we're actually going to be talking about next weekend. Um, what's the one thing that you hope positively that 2022 does for you? So um, I know I know these are hard questions. I never said they were going to be easy. Our panel is absolutely stupendous. I have to say, I knew I was. we were all going to enjoy it. It's absolutely magnificent. Um, I just want to remind, remind you, Dr. David is back next weekend. That is when you sit on the sofa. He is the preeminent psychiatrist in New York City. And we're going to be talking about anxiety busters. What's the best way that you can actually um, defeat your anxiety? And we're going to be back in literally 23 seconds because we are going to be asking the ladies of the panel in Miami, Melbourne and Sydney how they actually see 2022 coming their way. Please stand by.
Well, we're going to be extending the show straight after this. It's now exactly five minutes past. Not bad for covering about eight topics um, with our incredible panel. I'm going to bring on uh, Lucy first. What would you like to take into 2022, Lucy? <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully life at my own pace, but I know that's not going to happen um, because we're just going to get faster. Um, I think we're going to see technology moving in at a pace that we're it's going to blow our minds really like we've gone so, through so you, see, don't see, so you see hoping to slow down but you also see that you're not going to be able to do that Bellina, what's yeah. your final what's your final thoughts on this i think 2022 is going to be the two spectrum worlds where you've got people realizing i love this planet look after the planet look after my health be truthful and authentic um and do what i love you know take that time to a whole new world you know <laughs> so likely be said very technology getting into like lots of stuff and really upskilling ourselves because ai machine learning is definitely here hannah what do you think there's two worlds there's a world that's going to be fast what's your world for 2022 yeah like lucy and Bana said i think with all the negatives of the pandemic, the, the one positive has been getting back some of that work-life balance from what, by working from home, not having, you know, the two or three hours of commuting every day, just yeah. being more present for my children. I'm very cognizant of the fact that I have a son who's about to turn 16. I've only got two years left with him at home and I just want to soak it all up like a sponge and, and just treasure all of that. And it's, and, You'll be, I'll tell you one thing, I'll tell you one thing, I have, to, I have to cut you off, but I have to tell you one thing, you know, when you, you will never be an empty nester because with your dog back there, you're always <laughs> something. I want to thank you all. Hannah, stay where you are. I'm going to just invite you off and we're going to be talking about uh, what it was like to, for your first date after seven years. Uh, Lucy, stay tuned because uh, we're going to come back straight away after this and talk about what it took to do your haircut because I know hair is like an essential <laughs> part of our style and you, Ballina, what was it like to be in high heels after probably the last two years? This has been an incredible show. Stay behind if you want to hear a little bit of girly goss. Um, and this is Henry and Friends Live, your host right around the globe. Stay back because we're going to have a bit of a girly. I mean, how could you not extend the show? when three, the three panellists that we have have got this whole other side that we need to discuss. So I'm going to invite back Hannah and Lucy and Ballina. I think what we should do is maybe start with you, Ballina. Tell us about your high heels. and like you oh made a comment about that. Um, Well, you know, we've been in lockdown and social distancing, you know. Um, and so and I, I don't know how to wear high heels anymore. To be honest, I put them on my feet. I couldn't even walk around my room. And because my feet have been in sneakers and thongs for the last couple of years. Um, so stilettos are a no-no. So, yeah. I don't know about everybody else, but they found that different. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's, it's interesting the small things that are really huge things. Uh, that can really impact on our lives and and how much we will we appreciate things or possibly change up everything talking about changing up everything lucy Loretta. 
fashion designer <laughs> extraordinaire. You look like a different person for those people that um, have known Lucy before in her gorgeous ensemble of hair and um, <laughs> this bob. Likes that was just like that. What 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 went down? It wasn't just like that. I've been in lockdown for so long. I had regrowth that was so long. It was like just one big mess. So thankfully, I, I don't even know how I got into the hairdresser so quickly. I think because I was the first. I had booked my appointment like before, and then we hit lockdown. So I was on that list the first one. So yeah, so I feel much better now. <laughs> oh my God, Lucy Howe says. Um, Love Lucy Larita. I know you guys work um, in tandem, and you've got that uh, charity. You've got your reality TV, a charity reality TV show coming up, which of course we're going to get the first exclusive interview. Yes, no and Lucy is the one who got me on there. <laughs> That's fantastic. Lucy's an amazing ambassador, also for mental wellness. Um, you've got a whole team down there in Melbourne, and goodness knows you're going to have a hell of a lot of work down there after yes, uh, what's yes. been going Stand on. by, everyone, for our big adventure. <laughs> now, you know, we had a huge ho with Dr. David, um, I think about two months ago now, so definitely pop on to Henry and Friends' live YouTube channel about dating. And so when Hannah Lippman casually said to us, she's going on the first date for the last seven years, since the last seven years. Hannah, how was last night? And it's fresh off the bat. How was last night? Honestly, true confessions, please. Um, it was a chap who I've spoken to actually since I think I was first divorced 10 years ago, um, but we never actually met. But we've done a lot of professional stuff together. So it, it, it was probably a good entryway back into dating because I felt like I was going out with a, an old friend. Ah. But, like, to Bowner's point, it was hard to put on the high heels. Yes. Like, drop into the skinny pants and that don't have a drawstring. <laughs> I think Melita commented she had problems with high heels as well. Yeah, I was, I was wobbling and I wasn't drunk. <laughs> but, I mean, okay. how, how do we go on a date? Like, you, when you go on a date, you get dressed up, you wear the heels, you look like yeah but also with all the social anxiety of so it was like i'm newly single after six years not being single um who's the dog um and then all the additional social anxiety from covid you know i saw i was watching amanda de Cadenet, i don't know whether you know her on um instagram she was a popular tv um presenter in the 90s and she's yeah. the concert and she's like i've never i'm such a I'm such an outgoing person and I'm going to my first concert in two years and I'm freaking out. And that's how I felt last but, night. But Hannah, but Hannah, Hannah, as the host and the intrepid journalist here on this report, I need to ask you, yes, we know about the heels and we, and I, we understand about, you know, that trepidation, but we haven't got into the nitty gritty, my darling. How did the, where did you go and how was it? We went to a new restaurant that I've been wanting to try. Um, it's a Televivian restaurant it was lovely and the, and the, and it was easy it was an easy date that's, it was nice. so that worked out well well i have to tell you we had to extend the show may i on behalf of henry and friends live all our team um all the guests that have come on and continue to come on it's such a beautiful real platform you are a magnificent guest it's been a lot of preparation for this show stay on so we'll have just a final chat on so much like, fun i want to be back have you enjoyed it? Have you ladies enjoyed it? I loved it. Of course. Yes, I do. I want to know what's our next one. <laughs> what's our next? Well, well I have to tell you, 
I tell you what I want to do, and I, I mean, I'm going to have to experiment it, but what I wanted to do was just choose a date and just say to everybody that's been a guest this year, would you like to come and join us on our end of year show? Um, so I, I, I think I need to test how that's going to work, but I know one thing for sure, we're definitely going to have more panels and I know that I can accommodate up to 10 guests. So there's going to be an expansion because this was just so informative and fun. Um, stay on because I'm just going to have a few more words on how to uh, make sure that you interact. Hannah Littman, have a great evening. Thank you so much. Stay on. Um, Lucy Larita in Melbourne, stay on. You've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. And Valina G, Sydney Cider, hometown. You've been magnificent. This is Henry and Friends Live around the globe. Thank you so much for joining us. What a humbling show. Wonderful panel. It's been so much fun. And we look forward for you to join us again. And as a famous DJ that I always quote at the end of the show, may your feet touch the ground and may you keep reaching for the stars. Have a great last eight weeks of 2021. And we've got quite a few predictions coming up for 2022. Bye for now.